on this episode of Wonderful Life, it's another show about boundaries. It's really for me, but you're welcome to listen in. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know there are plenty of women out there who love being single and they prefer it. I'm not one of them. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And it's always been a source of sadness for me because part of my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I got to the place where I said, listen, singleness doesn't seem to be changing and it may never change. And I just wanna be happy and have some peace in my life. And I realized that I needed to make peace with being single. And that's what wonderful life is about. It's not about being happy because you're single. It's about being happy while you're single. I'm not a dating coach. I'm not a relationship expert. If I was a relationship expert, I wouldn't be here. But I am an expert in what not to do. And so that's why I like to share my experience, hoping that perhaps I can spare you some of the painful lessons that I've learned. Now, who hasn't heard of boundaries? We all know that we need to have boundaries, we need to set boundaries, we all know that. And what is a boundary? The best explanation that I've heard is a boundary is like a fence. And so when you have a fence on your property, that shows where your property ends and someone else's property begins. It also lets people know that they're not allowed to come onto your property unless you invite them. Now, a fence allows people to come in and it allows you to go out, but it is a border that you can say, this is my space and I don't want anyone here. And in this show, I wanna talk about not so much setting boundaries, a lot of us set boundaries, that's not the problem. The problem is, reinforcing the boundary or defending the boundary. How many times have you said, if this happens, I'm gonna do this. If he says this, I'm gonna. If she does this, I'm going to. And if you're like me and a lot of other people, that happens, you know, you draw a line in the sand and the thing happens and you back up and you draw another line. And it happens again and you back up and you draw another line. It's kind of like sometimes if you're a parent, you might say to your kids, I'm gonna tell you one more time. I'm gonna tell you one more time. I'm gonna tell you one more time until maybe you get to the point where you're like, I'm not gonna tell you one more time. And so you just kind of keep like backing up and negotiating the boundary. And that's usually where we get into trouble. And delivering on a boundary is difficult, especially if the other person pushes back and argues with you. Now, I don't have children but one of my best friends, when her daughter was five years old, they were at the grocery store, and, and I think my friend had said something like, if, if you're good at the grocery store, then on the way home, we're gonna stop and get ice cream. And that was her daughter's favorite. So in, they're in the grocery store, and her daughter just had a meltdown and started just throwing a literal kicking, screaming tantrum in the middle of the grocery store, 
And, you know, I, I think it was because she wanted something. I mean, who knows, five years old. She might've just been tired. And I said to my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, like I would have given her anything, like just to kind of make her settle down and, and be quiet. My friend said, nope, you can't do that. It's like negotiating with a terrorist. You can't give in because if you give in, the child learns that that behavior is effective. And she said, not only can I not give in, I, I had to scoop her up, left the groceries, went to the car, put her in the car seat, and that's it, we're going home, no ice cream, you know, no, no treat, we're going straight home. And I was like, dang, you know, that's pretty harsh. And she said, that's what it takes because I can't allow her to learn that that is acceptable behavior. And a lot of times when parents don't enforce a boundary, what you find is it's because they feel some kind of way. Like they don't wanna, they don't wanna punish the child or they don't wanna deliver the consequence because they feel uncomfortable with it. Now for me, I've always had a problem with boundaries. I've not been good at setting boundaries. I've not been good at defending boundaries. And that's been true in many of the relationships in my life. Family, friends, work relationships, um, certainly men that I've dated. And I really can't blame anyone for that except myself. One time I was dating someone and we had plans, it was a Sunday night, and I just didn't feel well. I mean, ladies, you know, I was hormonal, I had a splitting headache, I'd had it all day, and I just wanted to go to my Sunday afternoon yoga class and then come home and like just take a bath and go to bed early because I had to work the next day. So I called him and I said, I don't feel well and I really don't wanna go out tonight, could we reschedule? Well, he starts in on this, you know, oh, I really want to see you and I really need to, I need to talk to you about something. And I said, okay, well, we're on the phone. What's going on? And he starts into this, are you seeing other people? Because I'm not, and I wanted us to be exclusive. And I saw your profile was still on the online dating site and kind of on and on and on. And, and so I was in this conversation and finally I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and we'll still go out tonight and we can just talk about it in person. And then I resented him, even though it wasn't his fault, okay? But I had negotiated that boundary and I let it drop. So what he learned was, well, if he argues and pushes back, I'll change my mind. Now, same fella, a different evening, we had been on a date and uh, it was getting late. And so I said, you know what, it's getting late and I'd really like to call it a night. Oh no, please just let me stay for like 20 more minutes. And I said, okay, but again, see, that was me negotiating that boundary. And what I was training him was that my words really didn't have value, that I would negotiate what I said. And that became a huge problem in that relationship. So by the time we were at a point where I said, you know what, uh, I'm not really sure this is for me and I need a few days. I just need a few days to think about this. I just really need some space and so could you just give me two or three days to just kind of process some things and then I'll give you a call on Monday. This was like a Friday. And I'm gonna tell you something, he blew my phone up every day, calling, texting. Um, and then when I finally ended the relationship, he started calling my dad 
and stopping by my house. I mean, now I can't entirely blame him because I had never reinforced a boundary. That taught me two things. Number one, I need to reinforce my boundaries and defend them. And number two, if someone is not even respecting your boundaries, that's not because they love you, it's because they want to control you. A friend of mine was dating a guy and they're married now, but when they very first started dating, um, they were kind of like hot and heavy real fast. Things were like super fast. And then she said, you know, I kind of want to like, I don't want to break up, but I just kind of need to tap the brakes a little bit. It's moving really fast for me. And they talked about it and he agreed. And, um, and unbeknownst to her, he really was crazy about her. And um, like I said, they're now married, but this is back way in the early days of their courtship, like in the first few months. And so she went back and said, what I really need is for the next, you know, two or three months. Um, I don't want to be intimate. And so therefore, she was living with um, some friends, you know, she had roommates. She said, so when you're over, like, I'm not going to invite you into my bedroom because I feel like that's going to get us in trouble. So I won't be inviting you into my bedroom. Now, this guy is amazing and he really loves her. And he said, okay, fair enough. So there was one point, you know, like a six or eight weeks later when he came to pick her up and she said, oh, I've been redecorating my bedroom and I'm so excited and I want to show it to you. And he said, okay. And he went and he stood in the doorway and he said, yeah, it looks nice. And she goes, oh, well, you can come in and let me show you. He said, no. He said, no, we agreed. I'm not coming into your bedroom. And he wasn't being a jerk about it. Okay. It's not like he was saying, oh no, you know, you said I can't come in. He was lovingly saying, no, we agreed that the boundary is I'm not coming into your room. I can see it looks great. I like what you did with it. This is where, this is as far as I'm going to come. And then later, um, when they were engaged, uh, they had plans, I think, to hang out together this one evening. And he called her and he said, listen, babe, I am exhausted. I've had a really tough day. And, and I really just kind of want to like be by myself and sit on my couch and like, you know, eat fast food and, and watch a football game. And she was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I get it. And no problem. We'll, we'll see each other tomorrow. And they hung up and I guess he kind of felt, I don't know if he felt like he really did want her to come over or if he just felt strange that he had broken their date or whatever. I don't know. But he called her back and he was like, you know what? Why don't you just go ahead and come over? You know, we can hang out together. And she said, no, I'm not going to do that. You told me you needed some time to yourself and you've had a rough day. And, and she said, I... I'm going to honor that. I hope you're going to honor it for yourself. She said, no, it's up to you if you want to go out with your friends or what. She's like, what? But, but you told me you need some time to yourself and I'm going to respect and honor that. Again, she wasn't being a jerk. She wasn't like, oh no, you said you didn't want to, I already made other plans. You didn't, you know, she wasn't being like that. When she told me about that, I was like, man, that's really cool. Like that's a great lesson on boundaries. Now, like I said, if the person argues with you, it can feel really uncomfortable. And especially as a woman, we feel like we're doing something wrong if someone pushes back. So if I say, I really don't want to go out tonight because I'm tired and I don't feel well and I just want to stay home by myself, 
when he pushed back, it felt like I'm doing something wrong and he's upset because I'm disappointing him. But here's the problem. How could I expect him to respect my boundaries when I clearly did not respect them? And sometimes when I've talked to others about boundaries, they'll say, well, gosh, you know, it's, isn't it being mean when you say that you're not going to do this or you're going to do that? Isn't that kind of mean for the other person? And I go back to what my friend taught me about her child. I said, gosh, don't you feel like you're kind of being mean when you like drag her kicking and screaming out of the store and put her in the car seat and take her home with no ice cream? She said, yeah, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's embarrassing. My child is having a meltdown in public. I have to leave a cart full of groceries. Like I can't even do the right thing and put them away. They're gonna spoil. I gotta go. She said, yeah, I don't like it. It's embarrassing and I hate it. But she said, but I love my daughter and I cannot let her grow up thinking that that behavior is acceptable. That if she cries and pouts and screams, that's how she gets what she wants in life. And I was like, yeah, she said, that would not be loving. I love her and I want her to be healthy and have, a, you know, make her way in the world and do well. And she said, I'm not doing right by her if I allow that behavior. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So it, it feels sometimes like we're being unloving when we establish a boundary and then defend it, but it's actually loving because what we're doing is we're teaching the other person how to interact with us. It's kind of like Dr. Phil always says, we teach other people how to treat us. And that's why being clear on your boundaries and really being prepared to defend them is so important. One of the pieces of advice you get if you're ever shopping for a car is you need to have your walking away price. And so this is it, this is the walking away price. And if they won't come down to there, like if they're still up here at the dealership and this is it, this is your walking away price, you have to walk. Like you might love that car, you might really want that car, but you have got to get up and walk out and drive away. If you don't, then they know they've got you. And you're gonna end up paying more than what you wanted. And that's a really great analogy for boundaries. So you, you've gotta have, this is the walking away. This is the hill I'm gonna die on. This is the deal breaker. And yeah, does it feel uncomfortable? Yeah, it does, especially if you're not used to doing it. Like I wasn't used to doing that for most of my life. And I think some of it too is, you know, you don't have to be a jerk when you're defending your boundaries, but you can clearly and lovingly say, this is unacceptable. Like my friend with her daughter, she didn't yell and scream and get her in the car and then say, you know, I can't believe you did this to me and I'm so embarrassed. She didn't do that. You don't do that to a child who's having a meltdown. She was very calm. She kept it together. And she just said, no, we're not doing this. And no ice cream, we're going home. We're going straight home. And that is one way that you can present your boundaries is you are loving, you are clear, you are calm. And again, if the other person is rejecting your boundaries, ladies, it's a huge red flag. A man who argues with you over boundaries doesn't love you. He is trying to control you. I dated someone for a while that we were, we only dated for less than two months. And I had said to him, I am not ready to be intimate, but I will let you know when that's going to be, but it's gonna be a while. He started, well, how long, like how long was it before you slept with 
other people you dated. Well, when are we gonna sleep together? Well, I want us to do other things. I mean, if we're not actually gonna have sex, that's fine, but we need to do other things. And see, to me, that was a huge red flag because here I am saying, I am not ready, I don't know you well enough, and I'm not comfortable to be intimate with you. And that's a major boundary, your body. And I was saying, you know, I'm not comfortable with this and I'm not ready, I wanna get to know you. And I'm not dating anybody else, you're the person I'm interested in, but I am not ready yet. And the fact that he did not respect that at all, and he kept arguing with me and pushing me, that was a huge red flag. Because what it showed me was, he really didn't value me, he didn't care about me, he just wanted to control me, he just wanted what he wanted. And so I broke up with him. So he could go find someone who would give it up faster. Part of having a wonderful life is being in a peaceful, centered, grounded space. So you're going out into the world, not so much like, oh, I wish I had a husband. Oh, is he single? Oh, what, you know, I really need someone, I want someone. And listen, it's normal to want a relationship, to want a husband and a family. That is how we're programmed as women. But it's not attractive, meaning it won't attract to you. And you're better if you go out into the world from a very secure, centered place. But how can you be secure when you don't have boundaries intact? Because you don't know where you stop and someone else starts. You don't know what is acceptable in your life. And that's why having boundaries and defending them is important. And I'm saying defend, and that I don't mean that like defensive, but I mean honoring your boundaries. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Respecting and honoring your own boundaries so that other people will also. Now look, Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. I wanna know what do you think. What do you think about having intact boundaries that you honor? Put that in the comments and let us know. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. You may wanna get on our newsletter list. We've also got some cool merchandise there if you wanna take a look. Lots of good free resources. And make sure you join us next time right here on Wonderful Life.